Well, our moms think we're funny. Hey everybody, my name's Comey, and this is what I do. I talk like... No, sorry. We <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody, this is Turk22. And I'm a Comey. I'm attacked right now. What? Yeah. I didn't ex- dare do that? Didn't to, expect to come on here and get attacked and to, go off, I guess. To my bro. <laughs> man, I swear. As some people, there's, you know, it's the internet, man. This is yeah. what happens. Yeah, yeah. Unsolicited attacks. I get it. Cats. Not to be trusted. <laughs> so I, how about that Cats movie? Oh, man. That's, um, you know, the... I don't think I ever told you this, but I had this fantasy once, um, dream, fantasy, wish, uh, whatever. I was like, I would love to see Jonah Hill as a furry. (laughs) And thanks to cats, that dream has been fulfilled. I just, there's that. Yeah. I I, I was like, I don't, there's nothing else I could, I could wish for now. Being a millionaire, scratch that. Astronaut, scratch that. Just, I'm just like, oh, this is it. I've reached the top of the mountain. I've looked down, and it was good. <laughs> it was good. Oh, Lordy. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, part, part of me wants to, uh, wants to do a Let's Watch of it when it, when it's released, just to see how bad it is. But I seek out that kind of shit, so, you know. I was going to say, if, if I only, I can only imagine if we went to watch that, it would be like that, uh, like that scene from the uh, Grindhouse trailer, Don't, where, <laughs> you know, where it shows the guy rip his eyeballs out. Yeah. And he's like, don't, don't, don't. And he's like, ah, if you were thinking of watching Cats, don't. Ah. <laughs> uh, there were some big names attached to it. Oh my God, I just saw about it. I did not know that the cats, that all the cat bodies were all CGI. I thought they actually had them in suits and wore makeup. All CGI. Yeah, no, they're, they're just like wearing the uh, green screen suits, right? That's so fucking lazy. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, what, do you expect an honest effort out of this? I mean. And then it was the thing about people were like, it was like, why are they like cats with semi-human faces than with human hands instead of like paws? <laughs> and then the studio goes back and they're like, oh, well, you know what? We're going to stop the movie like its second week into its run and go back and redo all the computer animation and put it back out. It worked for Sonic. They, like, <laughs> they hadn't actually like come out of the theater yet. You expect people to be like, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to – I wasn't going to go see it, but I'll just wait till you guys fix, fix it up. And then the people that saw it be like, oh. like, oh, oh, they don't have human hands. Well, now now let's, let's go. Let's go watch that. I mean – at least it seems like it's so bad that it's not, like, increasing the number of furries in the world. So there's that. You know, that was a big concern of mine. I just thought that next time I go to a con, it's just going to be furries all over oh, the place. Jesus, I didn't even think about that. Oh, my goodness. Was we're gonna going be... to see cats cosplayers. You know, on the plus side, though, I think what we're going to see are bad cats cosplayers now. That doesn't make me feel better. It does make me feel better. It's going to be so ironic. They're like, look. Because it's going to be probably people like dressed as cats, but without having anything on their hands. They just have regular human hands. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, that's funny. We uh, Every time we see somebody in cats cosplay with uh, just human hands and not paws, then we should just like targ rage until they actually cover their hands up. <laughs> oh my God, look at those hands. They're hands. What are you doing? Hands. What are you doing? <laughs> 
I cannot see this. I can't even alley. I can't even alley. <laughs> oh God. It's uh yeah, it's really bad. It looks really bad. So yeah, um that was uh I'm so glad that I had no interest in seeing that at all. I would have been very worried for you if you had been interested in seeing it. I'd be worried for myself. I mean, I know we it, there are unspoken rules between the two of us. Uh, but I, I do feel like just to be safe, I do need to probably speak some of these rules. <laughs> so if you ever see me act like way uncharacteristic, uncharacteristically out of normal, but like, oh, I can't wait to see that new Cats movie. <laughs> then... I would expect you to be like, oh, something has seriously gone wrong with him. <laughs> it's like, do you like, like, do you taste the color yellow? Do you smell ozone? You know, it's like, I think you may have had a stroke. Can you move the left side of your body? You know, just do you smell burning toast? Right. It's just, you know, it's, ask me all kinds of like stuff, like double check, make sure that I'm okay. It's like, you know, if you spend a lot of time on the internet, you know, more than normal, you know. Uh, whatever it is, just make sure that I am okay because I'm telling you right now. Don't just be like, "Oh, well, he's just messing around," or he's going through a phase. No, those those are phases I would not go through. <laughs> <sighs> but you see, it's totally characteristic for me to go watch something like that just because it's bad. I would still question it, though. I would still question. <laughs> I feel like that would be my job to still question and be like, "Ah, oh, so uh, it's because you really like first. No, I just think it's going to be really, really bad." And <laughs> And then I would I would ask you afterwards, even like right now, you just told me you're like, yeah, I, I watched a Joker movie. I wasn't expecting to like it, but I really did. I really liked it. Yeah. And I was like, really? Are you okay? <laughs> and then and then I asked you a couple of the secret what the phrases that we have to right, make sure that right. we haven't been replaced by robots or <laughs> been brainwashed, and you answered them successfully. So I was right, like, yeah. okay, you know, that's you know, I was like, oh, okay, so, you know, then you really did like it, and I was like, I guess I'll just have to live with that. And you're like, oh yeah. And then, and then you, 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 you made me understand, but like, oh, it's not a good comic book Batman movie. Right. But right. as its own kind of like, hey, here's a story about a guy who, you know, likes to dress up like a clown and, you know, and not stuff people in the crawl spaces of his house. It's not bad. <laughs> and as long as you look at it like that, I'm like, oh, okay, I can accept that. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you go into Joker, like, with it not being a Batman movie and just, it's like, oh, this is just a crime movie. This is the story of a guy who gets treated like shit by society so much that he goes crazy. I, then I think it's a beautiful film. So I, I, and I understand that it's like, you know, you can't really do a movie about a criminal who dresses like a clown because DC has like the monopoly on Joker. So I get why it's like, yeah, it kind of had to be a DC movie. I just wish that it hadn't been, you know? But it was still unnecessary. That's that's my my biggest thing is. Yeah. And I know sometimes movies come out that are unnecessary, and you're like, oh, yeah, that, I don't really see why they had to be done. But yeah, that's not bad. But to me, the, the whole point of it was unnecessary to right, do the right. story that nobody asked for. That's completely out of context and out of continuity. And well, the the best argument I saw against it was that um, you know, the Joker is the perfect opposite of Batman. Batman represents like this impeccable, flawless logic, and Joker represents pure, unbridled chaos. And one of the very central tenets of the Batman story is his origin, which is why they show it in so many movies, is that you have to understand that his origin is so largely what shapes him as a character now. The Joker 
by extension, being the opposite, is not supposed to be so focused on his origin. Right. Like, we understand that, yeah, he fell in some chemicals and got fucked up. Okay, but you don't need, like, this whole, here's his life story, here's what shaped him, makes him what he is, because he's a picture of chaos. He's not supposed to need that. Plus, the part of the thing about the Joker is he's told so many lies about, you know, his origin that you're not supposed to know which one is real right, and which yeah. one is. And it, ultimately, it, loves, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter which what which one it is. He's, like you say, he's, he's this, this chaotic figure. He's, he's evil and uh, he's not anarchist in the sense he's like... He's like the the poster child for what people think anarchy is. Right, yeah. Um, Especially Heath Ledger's Joker. He's like very much the poster child for quote anarchy. Right. And but and it doesn't really matter how he got to that point. And the other thing is uh and I mentioned this to somebody in a kind of offhanded way cuz you know, I've depending on where I am, I've got to keep my my geekiness, you know, right, uh, right. subdued. Um and uh and I was like in the Dark Knight Returns, you know when Batman or when when Batman retired, the Joker went to that catatonic state mm-hmm. and he was just in a coma until Batman resurfaces and then he wakes up. And the the Joker, Batman created the Joker in the sense of yeah. his presence is what brought the Joker out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and of course you need someone like that because there always has to be that balance. Right. You know? Right. It's the, it's the, it's the uh, you know, un- unbreakable principle. Right. You know, if there's somebody like you out there, there has to be somebody like me. There has to be a balance. Right, right. That's, that's why Johnny kept, Depp kept killing all those really good uh, Mexican chefs. <laughs> so, and there has to be a balance. Yeah. You can't have a Joker before there's a Batman. Right, right. That, exactly. It throws a ba- especially in that movie where the Batman is still like 20 years away from becoming Batman. Right, It yeah. doesn't, doesn't really work. Yeah, I mean, like, fo- following that movie's timeline... You know, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is like what in his like late forties, early fifties, something like that. Um, Joaquin is a yeah. Well, I mean, to remember one of Joaquin's earliest films was Space Camp back in the eighties. He's like, I don't know, ten years old in that. Okay. So then, mid mid to late forties. Yeah. Okay. So I mean that that means that you know I mean the the movie ends with you know, spoiler alert here. The movie ends with Thomas and Martha Wayne being killed. That means that by the time Bruce goes through all his training and becomes Batman, then Joker's going to be like what, 60, 65, 70? I mean, uh, well, I guess in the movie, they're, they're, the Joker movie takes place in the seventies. So right. we're looking like twenty years later. He's um, probably going to be in his late forties, early fifties, because he's what, like in his late twenties in the Joker movie or so. Uh I mean, I guess, I guess so. They don't really like state his age. So you, so you can have like a like a forty to. You, so you still can have a Joker that's twenty years older than a Batman, right? Right. And Batman doesn't really hit his stride because he's gone and he doesn't be and he doesn't come back as Batman until he's like in his late twenties. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, uh, no one ever mentions the fact that um, that that Bruce Wayne does not have a college degree. <laughs> I thought he did. I thought he had like a master's in criminology. When did he get that? I, I don't know. When did Bill Cosby get his honorary doctorate? <laughs> well, no, Batman doesn't have an honorary doctorate. <laughs> he's got an honorary master's in criminology. Because right, yeah, he's a rich kid. He leaves at like an early age and goes around the world yeah. learning all this different stuff and then comes back. I'm trying to remember because I read the Batman handbook like 10, 11 years ago. Even when we look I, at the Christopher Nolan films, 
right? And Christopher Nolan, uh, when yeah. he leaves after <laughs> the encounter with um, uh, the crime boss, uh, Rupert, that's not Rupert Thorne. Um, ah, oh, crap, I can't think of his name now. He's the guy. He's the guy from uh, from uh, uh, Long Halloween. Because um, um, the woman says his name when she shoots Joe Chill. Yeah, um, it's been a long time since I've seen the Nolan movies. Anyway, he goes and he has that that encounter with him, and then he leaves. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in college, right? Yeah. Well, I guess maybe he was in college, but he didn't graduate, right? Yeah. I, I think I think the Batman Handbook says that he has the equivalent of like a master's degree in criminology, if I'm remembering right. Okay, I've got the equivalent of a doctorate <laughs> in brain surgery. I mean, I mean, I know how to fuck it up. I don't know how to fix it, but I can mess it up. I know if I do this, oh, uh, you don't think right for a while. So you're, you're like the you're like the handlebars song by the Flowbots. I can take apart the remote control, but I can almost put it back together. What you know that song? Like, oh yeah, handlebars. I love handlebars. Handlebars is the shit, man. Handlebars. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> it's a great song. I can do a podcast with no topic. No topic. <laughs> No topic. Can we though? Can we really? <laughs> Thirty six episodes later. <laughs> I, I stand by my statement. Can we really though? Uh, can we? But anyway, anyway. So, uh, where, how do we start talking about Joker when Joaquin Phoenix and all that? Uh, yeah. No, how did we start talking about it? I just brought it up. Oh, well, okay. you you brought it up. Yeah, you just, it up? yeah, you brought up the fact that I liked the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so. But yeah, like to to bring that plane back around. Yeah, no. If if it were not trying to shoehorn itself into Batman continuity, then I would say that it would probably be one of my top ten favorite films. Hmm. You yeah. know, I I do like Joaquin Phoenix a lot. He's um, brilliant in that movie. When, so good. When they were saying that there was an interest of him playing Doctor Strange, I was like, yeah. Now, mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch does a great job. He and, does. And I'm glad that he is Doctor Strange. But when people were saying, saying they're like, Joaquin Phoenix, I'm like, no, I could see him playing Doctor Strange. I think he would have been really good. Yeah. I think the movie would have had a different feel and context. And um, and I, I, the way, like, Endgame and Infinity War played out, mm-hmm. it, it would have been much different with Joaquin in the role. Right, right. So it's kind of hard to imagine just taking him, just placing him in that. But... Yeah, I think would have been kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, very much so. So, but yeah, so like taking, you know, you know being able to look at things and be like, oh, oh god damn, I hate being a part of group text sometimes. <laughs> and people just like start saying like, oh, so how was your weekend? But like, I don't need that shit. It's just right. off topic. You guys need to have an A and B conversation on that. Let me the fuck out. Have these 11 text notifications of just people saying lol. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Yeah. My phone keeps buzzing like a beehive over here. <laughs> Anyway, um... But bringing up Joker and Batman and Doctor Strange and all that is a good way to segue into our topic today, oh. actually. Which is, uh, we wanted to talk about our dream comic book fights. Yeah. And, uh, I did not come into this super prepared. <laughs> do we even know what super prepared means? No. Do, we, do we know what prepared means? No. Because <sighs> we always come into it like, here's our top ten list. I've got thirteen. <laughs> Okay, I just got to say, so as I'm trying to find something to, to, to put on the background while we do our show, right? I'm looking at anime. You know, just because normally we end up watching, you know, like, what we watched last night? Um, Some, like, some documentary on 70s. Oh, no, that, The Naked Cage. Oh, yeah, The Naked Cage. I liked it. <laughs> that was, I, that was the weirdest, the, it was the weirdest thing. It was Vicious Lips is still the weirdest thing we yeah, were watching. Yeah. But The Naked Cage just, was just odd. Just really, really odd. Yeah, it was, uh. 
it was an uncomfortable movie. Yeah. And it didn't wasn't really coherent. But anyway, so I'm like, let's find something different this time. And I just gotta say, anime shows. Yeah. I don't understand like why anime shows have to have these like weird titles that have nothing to do like I think I think anime is like the very first clickbait. Probably so, yeah. Because you have you have like 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 cartoons like Cutie Honey. It's like <laughs> Cutie Honey. Oh, this is definitely hentai. Oh no, it's uh, there's some space this like space agent that's down on Earth to fight you know whatever evil and is teamed yeah. up with this guy who doesn't know shit about anything. I'm like oh okay, and then it's like oh what's this? Creamy thighs? That's definitely hentai. <laughs> and it's like, no, a guy works at a robot factory and, you know, is trying to find a way to, to make the robots bring them, like, uh, artificial intelligence. Like, what? Why, why do you guys have these, like, such weird names? You make them sound like maybe something they're not. What's this creepo the fuck boy? Oh, it's just a high school drama. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like robot future. Oh, shit, robot future. This is going to be something with, like, mechs and everything. It's like, tentacle monster from hell. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think secretly like someone like writes the show and they they give it to like the uh, like the people that do all the credits and stuff and then just there's a guy that's like a like the japanese tyler durden just starts swapping the names and stuff <laughs> <laughs> japanese tyler durden <laughs> do you want to die here in the sari <laughs> 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 yeah got a, got a problem sir no I just wish I had some top pen <laughs> anime good <laughs> Uh, this is the best anime. Well, thank you, Susan. <laughs> Susan Sana, thank you. Tonight, we make Sobzu. <laughs> you must linger with the fat. <laughs> Can we remake Fight Club in Japanese? Gaijin Abraham Nukin. Big guy, big reach. Skinny guys fight the burger. Is that a burger zoo? Burger zoo. Burger zoo. Just tack on you at the end. Automatically sounds Japanese. That's how I. That's how I do Japanese. I mean, it sounds horribly racist, but that's just the easiest way to make it sound genuinely with like a Japanese accent. <laughs> so the other day, I uh, I showed I showed Akomi this quote unquote movie, um, and it had an actress in here who, and even for the life of me, still I I I don't know if she was really I, this thing sound really racist that Japanese <laughs> or if she was just pretending to be that Japanese. <laughs> But her like Japanese accent was so strong. Oh, it was that amazing. You couldn't understand hardly anything that she said. You for the life of me, I if, if it were between me getting killed and being able to repeat a line of dialogue she said, I would just die because I could not understand a word she said. It was hilarious. Uh it's just it was I was like I know she said something about champagne. Right. But that's only because champagne was at the end of the sentence. 
Yeah, it was. I was like, like her accent is so damn strong. It's like it was her and two other people, and one of the people walked out of the kitchen, and she turns to the guy, and she's like, "What the fuck? What the fuck? Champagne? Okay." And it wasn't. It was. It was an American movie. Everyone else speaking English. She was supposed to be speaking English too. Oh my goodness. It was funny. I, I, I would have almost preferred that she had had like a bad like Jackie Chan dub. Like, <laughs> hi, <laughs> my name is Chan and I'm a cop here in Hong Kong. <laughs> Where like the the voiceover starts before his mouth starts moving right. and it ends, <laughs> ends like when the other person starts talking. <laughs> Oh, it, you know the worst, the worst part about the Jackie Chan ones is that the voice doesn't even match anything like what you would think his sound, his voice is sound. Oh like. yeah, no, not at all. That'd be like a Dennis was, Hate. It was a police story, wasn't it? Where he like just basically sounds like an anime character. No, it was it was that one that I was like, I can't watch this. You were like, I could watch this. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't police no, story. It, it, it was wasn't. the. Um, it was. Oh, it was God. the one based off of that uh, comic. Yeah. Shit! What was that? I don't know. Because, like, he promises his friend that he won't marry his friend's daughter. No, 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 no. He promises his friend that he won't bang his sister. His sister, that's right. And then she grows up hot, and he's like, whoa, no fair. It's yeah, like, so bad. <laughs> God, it, it, had, it, it, was, it had all, like, the the weird, like, comic strip sight gags and stuff. Yeah. Oh, man, that, it, I was like, dude, I can't watch it. It's like these like, cheesy, like, cartoony sound effects. He gets hit in the head, and it's like, boom. Yeah. Like. Hi, I'm Jackie Chan. <laughs> and I'm Chris Toku. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do it, why not go all out? <sighs> okay, so we were talking about uh, comic books. Yeah, yeah. If you could have any two comic book characters from any two companies go at it in a fight, what would you do? All right, so I think I, I created this. this yeah, yeah. Uh, you this come with topic. Yeah, you did this prompt. <sighs> because, uh, and I'll, I'll let you tell you what started it. Was uh, what what um, made me think about this was the trailer for the Black Widow movie. Hmm. Have you seen that yet? No. Uh, so trailer one and two are out. They're they're uh, they're interesting. Trailer two basically has like everything from trailer one with like fifteen seconds of new footage in it. It's like, oh, it's in your trailer. But like, <laughs> wait a minute, you've shown me all of this already. <laughs> um, but. Um, but the uh, the thing about it is they show the villain in it, uh, which is Taskmaster. Okay. And, and, of course, you know, I love Taskmaster. He's one of my all-time favorite villains, even though he doesn't rank up there with people like Apocalypse and stuff like that. But Taskmaster is, is awesome. From the first time he was created, like, thank you, George Perez, he was like the shit. Yeah. And he's in this. And apparently, from the way it looks in the trailer, there's a new... Like the the Black Widow program is still alive, where they're they're training all the Black Widow agents, and it looks like they're being trained by Taskmaster. Hmm. And he does some really cool shit. Well, I'll show you the trailer afterwards. He does some really cool shit in the trailer, and it's like, whoa, that's that's kind of nice. So I was thinking, like, like who you see him fight a lot of different people, and of course he he always loses. And I think as of now, he doesn't actually fight anymore. He just runs his henchman training school. Right. Right. Um. <clears throat> uh, but uh, I was like, you know. He's such a great character um, when he's used properly. Who would be, who would I really like to see him fight? And I was like, you know what would be an awesome fight? Would be Taskmaster versus Deathstroke Determinator. Ooh. So people that don't know, Deathstroke Determinator has, um, 
the project that he was involved in gave him control over 90% of his body. Now, is Deathstroke the Terminator different than just Deathstroke? Well, they or call him Deathstroke, or they, you know... I mean, and like, we're talking Slade Wilson here, right? right? Okay, so this is Slade Wilson. Right, and gotcha. like in a Teen Titans cartoon, I guess because they didn't want to use the term Deathstroke or right. the Terminator, they called him just Slade. Right, right. His official title is Deathstroke the Terminator, and I think in the most recent comic book, they just call him Deathstroke, but yeah, he's Deathstroke Terminator. Yeah, I've only ever heard him referred to as uh, as Deathstroke. I never knew his title was the Terminator. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> interesting. Interesting. So I'll just refer to him as Deathstroke. So he can control over 90% of his body. Um, so, I mean, I know this would be like, okay, big deal. You know, he can wiggle his ears and that kind of stuff. But that also <laughs> means that he can, he can control his heart rate. He can slow his heart rate down. Right, right. That kind of stuff. So... Can, being able to control over 90% of your body means that there's a lot of stuff, a lot of muscles and organs that you can, you know, control. Um, and, and also it makes him so much faster and, uh, his agility and, and all that kind of stuff. He's just, he's, yeah, he, he's, he's virtually unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, a very cool character. Yeah. And of course, you know, he's, he's a master at, you know, hand to hand, uh, weapons. Um, yeah. So, People that like Deadpool, Deadpool is a copy, homage, parody, whatever you want to call it. But basically, he was he is Deathstroke the Terminator, which yeah. of course they reference mm-hmm. in things like the Teen Titans movie, uh, Teen Titans Go movie, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So everything that you see Deadpool de- uh, do is basically copied from Deathstroke. Yeah, and wasn't uh, wasn't the rumor that the reason Liefeld called him Deadpool is because where do you do the Deathstroke is in the Deadpool? That's I don't know about that. I, I think Liefeld has denied it, but I think there's a lot of people who claim that that's what the story is. What I remember reading a long time ago, and I think it was back in Wizard magazine, was that people like Cable, um, Death, uh, Deadpool, and some of the other characters he brought over to X Force were his original designs for a reboot of Teen Titans. Hmm. And then he just took those characters and then repurpose them for x-force interesting and you know and that kind of stuff happened a lot if you look at like dave cochran's old stuff right some of the characters he had for like the legion superheroes and the futurians became like members of uh of uh uh the shiar imperial guard right and if there's like a couple i mean this isn't that's this is something that it's not deniable i've never heard his, his 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 wife deny this these things but you can actually find artwork for I think it was either like a either a Legion or maybe the early Futurians um, art that actually had I think Nightcrawler and Storm right right in the, in the picture and then they were later used for X Men instead but anyway <clears throat> um, Death uh, not in the Deathstroke um, uh, Taskmaster has what they he's a mutant and he has what they call photogenic reflexes which means that if he sees somebody do it he can copy it hmm. So in the comic book, uh, when he was when he was created and they did his origin, he was like, I would watch archive footage and newsreels of Captain America in action, you know, Iron Fist, Spider Man, and I would watch them. And watching them do something once, I could automatically repeat it. Nice. So it makes him, you know, really hard to fight uh, because he he can do all that stuff. So he actually carries around uh, a bow. 
a sword, a shield, a gun, and he's like the equivalent fighting-wise of Captain America, you know, Spider-Man, all that kind of stuff. Now, he doesn't have necessarily have the agility of someone like Spider-Man. Right, right. But he can copy the moves of him where, you know, the way he twists and turns and dodges and flips and that kind of stuff. <clears throat> Supposedly, the, um, the person he has the hardest time fighting is Deadpool, is because Deadpool is so erratic that he can't predict his moves because he doesn't have a fighting style. He's right. just crazy. Right, yeah. And so it makes it hard for him to fight him because he, he can't counter his his fighting style. So if you take um, Deathstroke up against Taskmaster, I think that would be a beautiful fight. Yeah. Because they're, 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 they're evenly matched as far as like weapon skills and capability. Yeah. And you've got a guy that can copy moves. You've got a guy that control so much of his body. And, you know... Uh, Deathstroke being a soldier and the term mercenary, Taskmaster being you know a straight mercenary, mm-hmm. um, but then studying all these different things. I think it would just it'd be a beautiful fight. That just I be think... one that would just be just just. Uh, I think in the end they would end up killing themselves. Right, you know yeah. they would kill each other. Okay, I like it. I think that would be a very interesting fight. So, uh, so before I bring up one of the ones I was thinking of, we are actually at a good spot for an ad break. Okay, yeah, we can take a break here, yeah. and uh, and then we'll come back and see what Akomi has to bring us. Sounds good. All right. And break into Electric Boogaloo. And we're back. All right, and you were going to tell us something about what you had chosen. Yeah, uh, well, the very first thing that popped into my head, and I, uh, uh, this is one I thought about as soon as you texted me uh, this topic, was uh, I want to see, it's funny that you brought up Deadpool, I want to see Deadpool versus Lobo. Because even though the characters structurally are very different, they have a very similar set of skills and powers. They both have the healing factor. They're both virtually unkillable. Um, and subject matter-wise, their comics and stories and attitudes are very similar there. Uh, you know, it's all about the crass humor. It's all about the over-the-top violence and all that. So just from that basis, I think it would be really interesting to see what goes down there. Um, <clears throat> uh, you've got Deadpool just, like, he just kind of inserts himself into situations where he doesn't need to be. And you have, like, all these moments where he's, like, rewriting the history of the Marvel Universe to put himself in there, things like that. And you have Lobo, who's so fixated on his reputation that, uh, like, when Superman came back from the dead, Lobo caught wind of it. And he was like, no, I'm the only person who can escape death, so he goes to Earth to try to kill Superman again, so he'll stay dead. So, I, I think that, like, you know, Deadpool decides to take a job out in Lobo's turf... Lobo catches wind that, oh, here's a guy with healing factor. Here's a guy who's virtually unkillable. I'm not going to stand for that. That's all the catalyst you need for them to start fighting. Oh, sorry. So you mentioned this thing. You mentioned Superman and Lobo. Have you ever seen that Superman comic book? Um, I'm not sure. I don't remember if it's Man of Steel or what. The one that was, um, I can't even think what it was. It wasn't color forms, but there used to be this these, these um, like, uh, books uh slash poster things but it was it had these stickers that you would um uh that you would rub on and 
and it would rub on, it would basically like kind of like rub, transfer the image from like the, the page of stickers or whatever <laughs> onto like the, the background. And so you could create your own little like scenes and stuff. Uh, I've heard of that. You could, yeah. you could, you know, like color forms, you could peel them off and put them back on, but these you would like just do this rub transfer yeah. and it transferred on there. They came out with a Superman comic book that had a rub transfer cover. And so it came with a sheet of of these uh, transfer images for Lobo and Superman, <laughs> and the whole and the whole comic book cover was just the cityscape with um, the uh, Daily Planet in background, and you could basically create your own uh, Lobo versus Superman cover. That's cool. Oh man, that, that, that's I, really cool. I never, I got, I think, two copies of it. I never did it. Well, yeah, <laughs> um, but. Um, but the the idea was really kind of cool. That is awesome. Yeah, I have to see if I can look that up and find it for you. Yeah, sure. Um, um, but uh, I think that'd be kind of awesome. Uh, where would you put your? Where would you set your fight? Um, because I think that would make a difference too in the how it uh, would like play out. I I don't think it would just be like one single fight in one place. I think they'd cross paths like multiple times, and like for whatever reason would have to break it off. And yeah, you know, I think it would be like several smaller fights that span across the entire book. If I were if I were to write it. Which, uh, granted, writing is not my strongest suit, but um, but I, th- I think that would sort of be the approach. Like, you start off with like Deadpool taking a job that would be out somewhere in the reaches of space, and then when Lobo kind of catches wind about what Deadpool's all about, he follows him back to Earth. That kind of thing. And uh, you know, it, it, it I, the approach I would take in writing how the fight goes, Lobo is definitely stronger than Deadpool. Lobo is basically Superman minus the capability of flight. But Deadpool is still not somebody you can really kill. So I think you would have to kind of tailor your fight scenes to that kind of mindset. Um, But I I think at the end of it, um, just to to wrap the story up, I think that ultimately they just decide to team up and wreck shit. And uh, that, that might be either from a bigger threat coming. It might be from them deciding, oh, hey, we can just like split the profit on the bounty or whatever. But ultimately, you know, neither of them are really killable. You're not going to accomplish much in just having them continue to fight. And so at the end of the day, I think it's just going to be this moment of like, oh, hey, you know, we're actually, we're actually really similar. So I I, I got an idea. Okay. All right. This is, I, I don't know what you think about it. I have an idea. So let's say that Lobo has been hired to hunt Deadpool down and kill him. Hmm. Okay. And... And you know, for whatever reason, whatever reason he he's hired to, to kill him, and that's kind of what starts it off. And with uh, Deadpool being kind of as, as unkillable as Lobo is, right. it's a really really difficult task. And but then Lobo finds out that the guy that hired him is Deadpool. <laughs> okay. Deadpool hired him, right? So why would he do this? Because Deadpool is a dick, right? So he just wants to piss him off, right? Because. <laughs> Because Lobo's reputation is everything to him. So Deadpool hires him to kill him, knowing he can't kill him because he's <laughs> unkillable, which then means that Lobo has a job that he's never completed. Right. That he can't complete. And Lobo's word is everything to him. Right. When he promises to finish a job, then he will finish that job. Right. <laughs> I like so the it. whole time he's, he's, like, he's, like, he's like, hey, you haven't done your job. <laughs> I'm still here and you still owe me. <laughs> So the only thing that that, that that Lobo can do is the devil has to has to agree to put the job on hold, right? To to, to salvage his reputation, <laughs> but then knowing that he can like be like, oh yeah, I still need you to finish that job sometime. <laughs> 
<laughs> it would just piss Lobo off. See, that opens the door to it being like a mini series <laughs> of like Deadpool coming back and needing Lobo's help for something bigger, mm-hmm. and Lobo refusing. Was like, yeah, well, you know, you still you still haven't finished the job with me, so. <laughs> I could, it could be it could be like one of those like uh, mixed pixel crossovers where like right. Deadpool like pops over and is like, oh hey, we're here to cause some trouble again. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. so yeah, yeah, I, I think that'd be a lot of fun. That would be kind of that would be good. I could see that. Um, see now, who who else would I want to see like in a nice. A nice fight. Um, I think you know it's kind of hard to go outside of like like the Marvel DC because I mean you you've got other people you know from other universes and stuff like that. Even though yeah, I'm my, not, my next one was going to go outside of Marvel and DC. <laughs> oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead, take your turn then. Oh, really? I hate to double up, but um, no, go ahead. this is one we've talked about at some cons. Just mine. And uh, what I want to see is uh, Hellboy crossover with Etrigan the Demon and with Spawn. You had me at Etrigan, you lost me at Spawn. Really? Yeah. You know how I feel about Spawn. Yeah, I know you're not the biggest Spawn fan, but I mean, you, I mean, it all kind of ties in pretty closely. It's, it's all dealing with, like, the demonic and the supernatural and all that. I, I, you could just do the story without Spawn, and I think that just... Hellboy versus Etrigan would be really, really interesting. Because, uh, I mean, Hellboy, as soon as he sees Etrigan, it's going to be a fight. You know, it doesn't need to go beyond that. That's true. So it's like, you don't you don't need a catalyst. You don't need anything, like, crazy going on with it. You just have Jason Blood summon Etrigan, uh, transform himself into Etrigan, and then it's a fight. Yeah, because Hellboy would be like, hey, you're a demon. <laughs> Uh, that'd be, and then what would Spawn's role be? Uh, Spawn, I think, I mean, all Spawn needs to do, if if you do bring in Spawn, and uh, I think it would be interesting, is you have Hellboy and Etrigan's fight spill over into Spawn's territory, into his alleyway. He sees this, and he just sees a guy who clearly looks like the devil, and then you, he's got a guy who looks like Etrigan, and he's like, Whatever's These are my going- bums. This is my alley. Yeah. Don't like, you mess with my bums in my alley. Exactly. It's like, whatever's going on, it's not going to go on here. So then he gets himself involved. So then you just have this, like, hot, steamy three-way. Oh, nice. I mean, a fight. You have this big <laughs> fight. <laughs> so, I, I I think, I mean, like I said, and even if you don't bring in, uh, if you don't bring in Spawn, I mean, you just, I, I think that'd be, like, a really, really interesting fight because you have two really cool characters in that. What do you think about a Spawn versus Doctor Strange? Hmm, that could be interesting. I mean, they both have the big stupid cloak, so. <laughs> hey, 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 wait! Doctor Strange's cloak is cool. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. Uh, it does fly and all that. Not so. in the movies, it does. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Strange's cloak is cool. It's a good look. It's a good look. <clears throat> Yeah, I was. Uh, I've been watching. Of course, I always say this. I've been watching a lot of Age of Ultron, but I'm watching a lot of Age of Ultron, and I love the scene where um, the Vision is born, and he's looking out of the city, and then he looks at himself in a mirror, and he's like, "Oh, I need clothes." Yeah, and then he flies back over, and he tells Thor, "Thank you," and he looks at Thor, and he looks at his cape. And he creates his own. Yeah. <laughs> and, then he, and then he kind of looks at him because he just looked like, 
What? <laughs> so, so how would a how would a fight between Spawn and Doctor Strange go? I mean, uh, I think Doctor Strange outclasses Spawn pretty significantly. You know, you know what? What I think would be interesting is you know how uh, Doctor Doom has had to enlist the help of Strange to uh, to go into like Mephisto's realm to try to save his mom's soul and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. What if they needed Spawn's help to do that? Hmm. Or maybe Malbosch is like, hey, I'll give you whatever it is, but you've got to keep these two guys out of here. Yeah. Okay. That could be interesting. Yeah. Yep. So, I could, I, I don't think Spawn would win. I, <laughs> Doctor Strange would, you know, Hori host of Hogarth and bam, he's gone. Yeah, uh, yeah. Doctor Strange is a lot more powerful than they uh, than they really indicate in the movies. I think, and like they they kind they kind of show what he's capable of with the the final fight in Doctor Strange or the whole Dorm- Dormammu thing. Yeah, if he just like traps him in a time loop. But uh, you know, I, I I'm pretty sure Doctor Strange could give Captain Marvel a run for her money. Honestly. Oh uh, well, yeah, you, you're talking about energy versus magic, but. There's also that scene in um, in Infinity War where he creates the uh, the multiple Doctor Stranges to fight Thanos. Yeah, they actually have a, like a I think it's an action figure or not action figure. They have a premium format figure, or whatever of that with all the mini arms and stuff. Yeah, uh, which is actually kind of cool. The, I was like, that's kind of that's kind of neat looking. I might want to buy the two hundred fifty. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm good. I, I forgot how cool that I'm was. Good. I'll pay yeah. my mortgage. <laughs> uh, good stuff, but. So, uh, so as far as you know, uh, who I want to see like in a nice fight that I think would be really kind of cool. I would want to see Wolverine tackle somebody from from another combo company. Hmm. Not because I'm like a huge Wolverine fan, but he's got that 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 ferocity and yeah. that that tenacious, you know, like a you know attack mind. Yeah, we, for we, a you know, long time he was the poster child for Marvel. Right, Wolverine was the Marvel guy for a long ass time. And you want to, you, you know, you always, people want to see him, like, fight someone like, you know, like Lobo, which, of course, we've seen. And yeah, that, was, that was, yeah. Yeah, that was shit. <laughs> it, it was what it was. But, I don't know, I'd, I'd like to see him fight someone, someone in the DCU. Hmm. Like, you know, I mean, this would not be, like, a, like a really good matchup. But I think Wolverine versus Batman would be kind of cool. I was kind of thinking that. I mean, Wolverine is technically unstoppable but i mean I, th- I think batman would come out on top in that situation it would be interesting to see it would oh yeah because i i don't think it would be a quick victory for batman i think it would be a thing of like eventually figuring out wait a minute his claws come from inside of him and that kind of leads to like using electromagnets or something mm-hmm. and then i mean you know it's it's not really super different than what he deals with in fighting magneto where it's like oh no my adamantine skeleton is working against me I didn't see this coming, <laughs> but uh, but no, I think it'd be interesting to like that. That kind of gives Batman a reason to do the whole detective work thing, which we've both complained about. That you never get to see enough of that, right? You don't get to see Batman being a detective, and so I, I think the whole thing of like showing Batman's thought process of wait a minute, I have reason to believe that this metal that's sprouting out of his body can be used against him. So I think I think that would be really interesting. All right, so here's a match that I would love to see. Okay. Big Barda versus She-Hulk. Ooh, that would be sexy as all hell. Oh my god, yes it is. 
Ooh, but yeah, because I love me some Big Barda and okay. I love me some She-Hulk. Um, they're both just like just powerhouses of women, and just watching two of them just just go at it would just fight wise. It's just <laughs> you know, I was gonna say pounding each other. I was like, that nah, that doesn't work either. But um, just watching two of them throw down like that would oh, just yeah. be something. Big Barda, for those of you that don't know. Um, Big Barda is a uh, was born and raised on Apocalypse, um, which is the planet that's owned by Dark by Darkseid. Darkseid, if you don't know, is the ultimate ruler of Apocalypse. He's a guy that drilled holes into his planet down to the core um, and created what they call fire pits. So the core of the heat of the planet pours out through these holes and just makes it insufferable and unlivable. Mm-hmm. And he believes almost like an Apocalypse thing where only the strong survive. And the the strong thrive. So he gets people and he will put them through like this, like training a camp or whatever to make them into soldiers. And it's run by Granny Goodness. <clears throat> and the best soldiers will become part of his elite guard mm-hmm. um, will be um, and the women will become like, you know, female furies and that sort of stuff. And Big Barda was one of those. And she led the female furies, which was like the the, the elite version of like this, like. Uh, female um uh just uh i guess like soldier like like i don't i don't know really what to call them but they were because they weren't they're not mercenaries but they're right, they're, right. they're his uh his enforcers uh so it's a stompa or stomp uh, lashina um stompa and i can't remember the the crazy chick's name uh, but, I, I never knew as much about the fourth world series as i wanted to but uh ultimately big barda kind of um she helped uh, Mr. Miracle Scott Free escape, and um, and then they ran off together. And they did their thing. Hmm. Um, and so, taking someone like that who you know who was lived in Autopocalypse and you know strong enough to lead his army of the females, and then taking someone like She Hulk, who is she's not Hulk level powerful. Well, I think now she is. Ever since she got killed during the really grievously injured during the, the battle with Thanos and secret world mm-hmm. secret. No, um, uh, civil war two and, um, and all that. So putting the two of them together, that would be just a powerhouse match. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. I, I think one of them would die. I do believe it would be she Hulk. Hmm. I think that ultimately Barda would end up beating her to death. <clears throat> but, the battle itself would just rage on and on and on. Yeah, yeah. And I think ultimately, I think what it would end up coming down to eventually would be She-Hulk would probably just lose control. Um, she would just rage out to where she was wasn't she wasn't thinking clearly, right, and so right. any kind of like training and battle tactics that she has would not be there. As where Big Bard, even as the battle goes on, she is a soldier through and through, mm-hmm. and she would end up gaining the upper hand that way. Hmm. I like it. I like it. So, um, I haven't, I haven't thought about this one too deeply, but I think just doing like a pure martial arts story could be interesting. Crossing over, uh, Elektra with DC's Ronin. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the Frank Miller Ronin. Why Elektra and not Daredevil? Uh, just because she's more like, she's got more the ninja aesthetic that I like. And she's hotter, so. Okay. <laughs> I will say that Electra is hotter than Daredevil. Because like uh, when I when, see when Dare... I think about which one I'm going to picture naked, it's always Electra. Well, most of the time, yeah. 
But like oh, when like I Kingpin, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like when I—that's the thing. Like when I think of Daredevil, I think of him going up against like crime bosses and like guys like Kingpin, and like he's he's in the New York setting. When I think of Elektra, I think of her going up against the Hand and in more of an Oriental setting. So I, I think that would be a pretty interesting crossover. But you know that Daredevil's fought the Hand numerous times. Well, yeah, yeah. And during the Shadowlands storyline, he actually led the Hand. I didn't realize that he'd led them, but still, I mean, that's just that's just where my mind defaults to. <laughs> uh, no, that's not bad. I meant to add in earlier, and I forgot that uh, the Deathstroke, um, Deathstroke and Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. Another fight I'd like to see would be Deathstroke versus Bullseye. Ooh, that could be good. Yeah. Now, I think ultimately Bullseye would lose because once Deathstroke gets in close, yeah, it's all over. But he has to get in close, right? Yeah. And and Bullseye does have that adamantium spine because of when you know Daredevil threw him off a building and he landed on that car. Right. Uh, <laughs> so there's there's that. But yeah, that would be that would be a really nice fight too. Hmm. Um, now, I wouldn't mind seeing. Um, I don't think Batman would be a good fight, but uh, Bullseye versus Nightwing. Ooh, that could be good. Would be nice. That could be good. Uh, so and I don't know these characters as well as you do, but. Maybe you can tell me if this sounds like it'd be a good uh, encounter. How about Hawkeye versus Mister Miracle? Because they both have kind of a similar like background, right? Uh, see that that wouldn't match up as well because Mister Miracle. So ultimately, Mister Miracle is still a new god, right? Okay. So that that kind of outclasses Hawkeye quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, well, that's the that's the difficulty of DC and Marvel crossovers. And but Mister Miracle is more of a. Uh, is more about the you know being an escape artist, as where Hawkeye did spend time in the circus, um, but I don't think that when it comes down to it, he would be able to to beat him. Now it could be that Mister um, Miracle, like on top of him just being who he is, there's also the added aspect of he's got Mother Box, which he will use if he you know needs to, and, right, right, and it may actually end up using anyway just naturally. But I don't really, I don't really know. But him fighting, um, him fighting Hawkeye, I don't think would, uh, I don't think it would be fair to Hawkeye. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. Like I said, I don't know either of those characters quite as well as you do. Well, I am a fan of both of them. <laughs> I love me some Hawkeye. I was thinking about like what would make a good Hawkeye battle, but uh, I don't. I you know, Green Arrow versus Hawkeye, just Arrow versus Arrow, and in the end, Hawkeye wins. I know people are like, no, it won't, but. I think Hawkeye is a much better hand-to-hand fighter than Green Arrow is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not only does Hawkeye train by swordsman and was trained by Captain America, but Hawkeye also took on the mantle of Ronin, right. you know, during the time that he came back after the House of M storyline. And during, during Ronin, he, as Ronin, he did not use a bow at all. He was straight up martial arts and swords. And they thought yeah, he yeah. was the actual guy that was Ronin, which originally I think was Daredevil. Um, that sounds right. And so, yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that, that, you know, that, that kind of changed it right there. Yeah. <clears throat> now, uh, I think there's been a Daredevil Batman crossover, um, you know, before, but, uh, I think a Daredevil versus Nightwing would be a good fight. That could be pretty interesting. Yeah. Cause Nightwing's not as, he's not as strong as, uh, as, as Batman is obviously, um, Hmm. But that that would be that would be pretty pretty nice. Yeah. So uh, who do we have? We've got a bunch of other like series and and uh, companies out there. You know, you've got the 
Dynamite and IDW and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Like, IDW, Dark Horse has some good stuff. Mm. Uh, what about the Max? Who could the Max crossover with? Oh, the Max. Because I love me the Max. See, I don't really know what the Max does. Like, what are his what he's, are his abilities? He's just a big, strong, crazy guy. I mean, like, if you're gonna get into like the really deep lore of the story, then you know he's got the connection to the dreaming and all that stuff. But like, primarily, as far as like what he does, is he just fights and he draws his strength from his dedication to protecting Julie. Hmm. So. That's a tough one. That, sure. that is a tough one. Um, it would be pretty interesting to see him cross over with Daredevil. Really? Max and Daredevil? Yeah. I mean, the Daredevil kind of outclasses him with combat prowess, but, I mean, like, the Max's well, whole thing is, oh, I've got to protect Julie. Here's a guy dressed like a devil. Obviously, he means harm. I, would th- I think that, the, that you could even things out by having the Max take him into the Dreaming, uh, yeah. which would then nullify... His his radar sense. Yeah. Ooh. Because in a dreaming world, like the radar sense maybe not may behave the way it does in the real world. Right. Yeah. That could be interesting. Yeah. I, I love Sam Keith's art of the dreaming, like depicting Julie as the Jungle Queen. He he really like his art really shines there. Now, isn't that part more watercolor than the rest of the book? Or uh, am I remembering wrong? Nah, it, you're right. Um, like, there's there's different segments of the book. Like, there are also moments in the real world where he'll, he'll just watercolor it. It just kind of depends on whatever he's in the mood for for that page. Um, Keith is very much uh, an abstract artist and very much, uh, like, just, like, pours emotions into a page. So, like, you'll just see a page that's just, like, all ink and brush, and then there will be, like, one panel that he's just, like, intricately detailed with watercolor. It's really cool. I really like seeing his original pages. That would be kind of neat. Hmm. Beta Ray Bill, who could he cross over with? Oh man, see. Oh. In the so if we if we're in the DC universe, who would Beta Ray Bill fight? Yeah, that would be a tough one. Um, it's like the first thing that pops into my head is Martian Manhunter, but. Hmm. No, Martian Manhunter would definitely outclass him. Yeah. Because not only does Martian Manor have, he's a strong Superman. He has um, telepathy. Uh, he can change his shape. He can become intangible. Mm-hmm. Um, he can fly. Uh, he has a like a kind of a heat slash laser vision. I mean, you you've already just kind of like said that Beta Ray Bill doesn't have a chance. Plus, as good as Beta Ray Bill is, he's He's a. Uh, he's not. He's not a fighter. Okay. You know he's not. A, he's not a fighter. Right. Like right. in the sense of Thor is. You know he. Right. They, this whole thing was he. His planet needed help. They needed to send somebody in a spaceship out to get help. Um. But the his race was weak and they wouldn't be able to survive the you know the rigors of space and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I think that. Uh, so they they had a basically almost like an Olympic game to see. Who was the strongest among them? The winner of that would then undergo the series of of, of enhancements, and uh, that would then allow them to be able to survive the the you know the space travel yeah, yeah. to go and get help. But also like completely transform their body to the point they don't look anything like the rest of their race. Right. Yeah. Which is why when he after the enchantment that he was given his own hammer and the enchantment. That was put on it when he hits his hammer and he changed back to normal. He changes back to what he looked like before any of the enhancements. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
So because of that, he's fought, but and he's you know gained some fighting knowledge over time. But yeah. he's not a fighter, right? You know, right. He was a, he was a you know he just happened to be a guy that you know was survivalist of sorts. Hmm. So I've got I've got two. They're going to be kind of strange. Okay. But uh, we're we're pretty close to the end, so I'm just going to throw these out here. Um, so first, neither of these are DC or Marvel. Um, okay. Rorschach versus Mister A. When they just both throw each other down all over your shaft. They would try. See, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, neither of these guys really have powers, per se. They just have a lot of tenacity. And they're both coming from very similar philosophies. Mr. A is basically, like, idealized objectivism. It's uh, idealized... Um, a is A, morality is morality, good is good, evil is evil. And that's what drives and defines the character. Rorschach is like that plus anarchy and so you're kind of like taking objectivism and you're stripping away any restrictions that it might have and so Rorschach's whole thing is I decide that this is evil so I'm gonna fucking break it which I mean I, I love the character I, I think Rorschach is a fantastic character so I think it would be very interesting that like these guys are basically like their philosophies are basically u- ugly cousins to each other in a lot of ways. Right. And so seeing these two guys face each other of, well, Mr. A's going to decide, you know, oh, you know, right is right, is right, wrong is wrong. You're doing things in a certain way that I don't approve of. And Rorschach's whole thing is, I can't compromise. I'm not going to let this guy decide that I'm doing wrong. And so they're just butting heads from that. So it's more of a philosophical approach, more so than, oh, a, a clash of superpowers. So I think I think if it were written well, that that would be a really really good story. You know, the funny thing is, the way you describe that is, I would see them both hunting for each other for the exact same reasons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they they both catch wind of some guy doing what they're doing, but not in the way they approve of. Right. So, because I mean, you 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 can imagine like looking at the way Rorschach would butt heads with like Night Owl. Imagine him coming across somebody like Mister A. That it's just it's not going to work. <laughs> At all, yeah. I think it would be kind of like a like a Fight Club thing with uh, with Jack and Marla, where I don't recognize the similarities in mm-hmm. us. Yeah. You know, that would make us that should make us friends, but instead, I just see everything that's wrong with you, right? Without right. recognizing this, it's, uh, it's all the things that I cherish in myself, right? Yeah. So, like, the fighting between them would be so secondary compared to, you know, wh- why don't either of you see what's wrong with your philosophy? So I, I think that would be really interesting. And uh, so then I'm going to throw out my last one here. And if you have any more, then feel free. But um, I want to see Galactus versus Dr. Manhattan. That's not a contest, man. That's not a contest. <laughs> I understand that, that Galactus has, you know, uh, the, the power cosmic and it's, it's infinite. But there's still so much he can't do. And he is limited, but... Uh, I think ultimately Doctor Manhattan would win. There's but I, I think I think if it were handled right, it could be pretty interesting. There's one thing that would, that I think that would, they could possibly tilt things in Galactus's favor because Galactus is super smart. Doctor Manhattan doesn't really come across as being super smart. He just comes across as being omnip, semi omnipotent. Right, right. I mean, not to say he's stupid, but. He he! You don't really see him really calculating things, right? Um, he just he just acts, and well, primarily it's, it's just like how Ozymandias got the drop on him. 
Right. It's like, well, if you're omnipotent, then why did you let that happen? And and the thing is, he's like, because my because I live in all these worlds at once, mm-hmm. uh, or all these times at once, I'm not really doing anything except for what I've already done. Right. Right. I'm doing what I'm doing what I've already done, what I'm going to do, um, and so that kind of limits him. Uh, so with that, I think the thing that that could be done that could help. Um, or swing it in Galactus' favor is one Galactus summoning all of his former uh, heralds. Hmm. So you're talking about uh, Gabriel Airwalker if he's still arrived, or one of his robots. Um, uh, was it Fire? Was it, it's not Firestorm. Was it? Uh, it was oh, Fire. It's not Firewalker. What's his name? I know who you're talking about, but I'm blanking on the name. Yeah, the guy that got his ass beat by Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Fire Lord. That's right, Fire Lord. Fire Lord, Nova, Silver Surfer, Morg, um, and any of the also rans that came after that, right? So, summoning all of them to help him fight, but then ultimately, Galactus would figure out what, what makes Dr. Manhattan tick. Mm-hmm. And then would create a tachyon field hmm. around them. The tachyon field would then cut Doctor Manhattan off from, just like they just like they do in the Watchmen, would cut him off from his future or his uh, prescience. Yeah. And so he would have no idea of how the battle would end. Yeah. Hmm. And then at that point, Galactus would be able to ha- kind of like have his way because he wouldn't know what to do because he because it hasn't happened yet or he right. has no knowledge of what happens. Right. Yeah. And that could swing it in his favor. That could be pretty interesting. Yeah. All right. So my last one I'm going to toss out for right now um, is, and as as much as I, I'm not really a fan of black on black crime, um, oh, I'm sorry, black on black violence, uh, <laughs> Mister Terrific. Versus Black Panther. Hmm. Both of them are super intelligent. Right. You know, and just technological, like, giants and engineers and creators. And they're both, uh, you know, just uh, very, uh, very good uh, hand-to-hand combatants. Right, yeah. They're very equally matched. Hmm. I think that would be a good fight. That would be. That would be. Okay, I like it. I think that I think they would be so equally matched, though, that it would it would probably end up in a draw, hmm. um, or maybe even even recognizing that it would that that there would be no no winner. Yeah. Um, if you if you really if you really came down to it, I, it could be even be one of those things where they would meet. And then they would kind of like mutually like like kind of size each other up and play this kind of this game of like chess right. against each other and be like, this is going to end in a stalemate, but with like, you know, this amount of, of destruction. Well, yeah, like the old samurai story where uh, the two samurai meet each other on the bridge and they just like stare at each other mm-hmm. for like minutes and they both just turn around and walk away because they both know it's like neither of us are going to get past the other. Right. So, yeah, I like that. That would be really cool. And of course, uh, the the ultimate crossover, uh, of course, would be uh, Silver Surfer meets Child Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> Silver Surfer flies down and says, "I'm the power cosmic. I'm the Herald of Galactus." And Anakin goes, 
Are you an angel? (laughs) (laughs) No, I fly on this board. (laughs) I can fly a pod racer. I, Galactus, choose you, Anakin Skywalker, (laughs) as my new herald. I can fly a surfboard. (laughs) (laughs) Go forth, Anakin, with the power cosmic. Yippee! Now this is pod racing. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Flies down to Professor Xavier's school, and he sees Archangel, and he says, "Oh my God, <laughs> that's a real angel! The rumors are true." <laughs> Use the force. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh Lord. Okay. Well, yeah, that was uh, that was a fun one. I was I was pretty excited to to like try to think of some crossovers when we came into this. So this I, I think this was pretty fun. Yep. I dug it. Um. I think I think it was, uh, it was it was pretty cool to kind of uh, to match up, and I, I think we could probably do some more matchups. I think I had one that I told you about before, but I didn't. Uh, I couldn't remember it right now. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. To some more, just like really good. Ma- it's it's not about you know like I want to watch this person dominate the other person. Like what would make a really really good fight? Right, right. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I think that would make a really good fight. Now I, I I'll add one more in there. Just am I going to go into any detail? Okay. Captain Marvel, so Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel versus Orion from the New Gods. Ooh. That would be a good fight. That would be a great fight. All right. And I stayed away from stuff like Thanos versus like Darkseid, Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet versus Darkseid. Uh, Darkseid is really, really powerful. Right, and, yeah. if, and if you're saying Thanos has to have the Infinity Gauntlet to it, that's, that, that's, that'd be like, okay, now I'm going to, you know, put this guy with an axe versus this guy right here. It's like, no, and it's not the same. And I thought about something like like Apocalypse versus like Dark Side. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of awesome too. Yeah, but I'm not sure that if he would even be able to survive that. Like, where enough to make it a, a good battle? I mean, right, not not, yeah. that, not that he has to survive, but would the match last long enough to really be able to say, "Oh, this was a good battle"? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it's it's also about having a good story in yeah. there. So yeah. All right. Well, uh, hey, thanks everybody for giving us a listen. Oh shit, I did just come up with one more. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna just gonna, I'm gonna think about it a little bit longer and maybe talk about it the next time we do this. Ah, uh, okay. Um the new mutants versus the Teen Titans. Ooh. The new Teen Titans. The new mutants versus the new Teen Titans. Okay. That would be awesome. That could be pretty interesting. Because yeah. you've got some heavy hitters on both sides. You've got Starfire, who's really powerful, Raven, Flash, uh, Robin, uh, Cyborg, but then you've got Mirage, you um, depending on what you want to bring into it, um, you've got uh, Psyche, Mirage, Cannonball, Sunspot, mm-hmm. Magma, Warlock, Douglock. Um, you yeah, you could you could really really do some some shit with that. That yeah, would be a yeah. nice fight. I'm gonna get the, I'm gonna get the, the uh, wall crawler on that. And yeah, see what he thinks. Yeah, definitely. He he would be a fun one to bring in for a conversation like this. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll reach out to him and see. Maybe what we we'll do is we'll uh, we'll we'll take um we'll like do a matchup of like who like uh who would fight who, mm-hmm. 
And then like he'll, he'll like you know, they say he'll be like, okay, Cyborg versus uh, Sunspot. Right, he'll take right. that one. He'll like say this is how I see that at that battle playing. Yeah, out. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that'd well, be kind of awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, hey everybody, thanks for giving us a listen. Yep. And uh, we'll come back and probably do another one of these, you know, sometime in the near future. Yeah, we I think so. We won't do them too often, but I think it'd be nice to see just like, like a nice old school matchup, like who would be who would do well against whom. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And I'm just going to say, you know, obviously we've stayed away from something like Avengers versus Justice League because that's right. been played out so many times. Yeah. Not only in the actual crossover, but... The uh, Sinister Squadron Supreme, Sinister Supreme, whatever you want to call them, they're basically the equivalent of the Justice League, and right. they fought the Avengers so many times. So we've seen that play out, right? Yeah, and it's you know that's 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 really no fun. Yeah, yeah, we don't we don't want to do the tired stuff. Yeah, there's nothing new we can add to that. All right, well, um, hey, so be sure to check out some of our other episodes, and uh, we'll be back with more later. Yeah, yeah. So until time. Excelsior. Oh, wait, no, that's not my line. <laughs> what do I say again? Uh, you say, oh, I'm Tarquin 82. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so until next time, grass tastes bad. <laughs> <laughs> Later, everybody. All right, there, folks, that was. Our moms think we're funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand. <laughs>